Welcome to the Guitar Dads Podcast, the podcast for Guitar Dads by Guitar Dads. This week, more new music from an old band and we're losing patience. Could it be Trouble in Paradise? Songwriting used to be so easy, but is it becoming just dust and bones? It's Welcome to the Nursing Home, this week on the Guitar Dads Podcast. Now, here are the two guys riding the night train, Matt and Dave. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm Matt. I'm Dave, and welcome to the pod. Episode, what, 32? Yeah. 32? We're, we're in our right. 30s. We're, we're in our early 30s, like we've we, been talking we about. We keep talking so. about this. So thank you, everybody, for listening. We uh, we know you're out there. We we appreciate the we appreciate the, uh, the the listens, and we appreciate you guys following us on Instagram, at Guitar Dad's Pod, and all that stuff, and the... And the and the, and the follows and the likes, and we, we're glad you're liking the content. So that's cool. It is very cool, and thank you for listening. Yes. And and send in your comments. Let us know what you think. Disagree with us. That's We actually want you to disagree with us. We love disagreeing. And send in, and send in ideas for topics, guys. We're, yeah. we're, here, we're here for you. Yeah, tag, so. tag, tag us and stuff on Insta. Or if you, if you see something that we post and you have an idea for a topic, because we do post, yeah. we are posting clips of this pod so you guys can kind of get a little taste of what we do. Uh, so yeah, give flavor. us some ideas. <laughs> get a little flavor of the pod. Get a little flavor yeah, of the okay. pod. Yeah, okay. Well, let's get into it this week, Dave. All What's right. going on in the world of guitar dad rockery? Well, let's quickly cover a couple little news and notes uh, that, that happened in the last week, and then we're going to get into the big stuff, which we'll talk about for the rest of the pod. How about that? Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, so did you hear That's this new, acceptable. Did, you, did you hear this new Sammy Hagar interview? In which he basically let's hear it. He, he, I I did I did see that he was interviewed by Eddie Trunk, and I haven't listened to and, it. Yet. And he basically said, and he basically said that you know Van Halen tried to kind of bury his contribution to the band, and this was kind of this was around the time when they were oh, going on interesting. that. Interesting. This is around the time of their last reunion, so it kind of made sense. But yeah, like he, this is yep. the first time he's kind of really like been more outspoken about that, and it's I found it interesting because of like with Eddie's death and everything, I thought that maybe the whole thing had been. Kind of put to bed, but what I guess you, not. Wait a minute. What do you mean? Try to bury, try to bury Van Hagar? Yeah, yeah. So try to bury like his, like in terms of. Um, I have to, I have to, I have to listen to the interview. We're gonna re- read the the transcript again to kind of get the whole gist of it. But basically, like you know, like not like ex, you know accepting like what he did for the the band and not like crediting him for things and and uh, not like like not like the not like actually like taking his his name off and stuff and stuff like that but like not giving his his just due for what what he really did for the band interesting but it was around the time that they were doing their last reunion tour so and that was with is he talking was he talking about okay was he talking specifically about alex and eddie I, I would assume so because the i mean you know interesting he, he, well I, I would assume it was it's the two of them because you know he he's he's so buddy buddy with any tours and plays with uh with Michael Anthony so it's like i'm sure there's no rift mm. going on between them you know yeah but, well yeah. i didn't know if like david lee roth was behind this or if it was really an alex and eddie thing that might that's, have been a david lee roth thing too i don't know that's really interesting yeah, so yeah. you know but like yeah i mean that's if if that's true it's very sad because i think we can't deny i mean dave and i Actually, Dave and I are a little bit torn on the Van Hagar and David Lee Roth thing. We We're are, a little torn yeah. on it because, like, I, I, I would argue, like, the in terms of the riffs, 
and the guitar playing, the 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 David Lee Roth era was better. But then when we get into just the songs and the singing and the hooks and the whole and like, package and the whole package, sorry, like Van Hagar takes the cake on that. So, so I don't know. I think it's um like I gotta I gotta admit like I really did like the more raw kind of guitar playing that we had on the earlier Van Van Halen stuff. But oh, yeah, you know, I think that stuff is great, but I don't yeah, I still but it think doesn't, the, Eddie, yeah. the uh the, the Van Hagar stuff yeah. is, is much better. But anyway, anyway, let's not get into that debate. Let's not get into that debate tonight. Time. We're gonna move on to but that uh, you you've heard it here. You've heard it from us. You heard that hot take from us here. You but heard that's that. that that's what but that's ridiculous because like the Van Hagar stuff was incredible. You of know. course it was. You can't it kinda, deny it. It's, it's just a like huge the layers are kind of getting peeled back now about some of the inner the you know the inner riffs with the bands and and, you, and that stuff you since can't, Eddie's, Eddie's death. You know you can't. Yeah, no, I get it. But you cannot deny, you know, Sammy's contribution to the whole Van Halen you know enterprise. <laughs> I know <laughs> you just you just can't. So anyway, and speaking of Van Halen. We haven't talked about uh, on the podcast Wolfgang. Oh, we, Van we definitely need to do a whole called Mammoth. Called Mammoth. We have to we have to set aside some time in a future part to talk yes, about Mammoth because it's 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 pretty cool. We'll, we'll, let's yeah, talk about it. It's very sometime. cool. Very cool. <laughs> anyway, but okay. Speaking of riffs, what else we got? Speaking, Dave? speaking yep. of argue, arguments and bands, let's get into our uh, what our main topic tonight, right? And I'm, what I'm is just, the main topic? I'm just, I'm gonna um, I'm just gonna ask you. I'm gonna ask you outright: <laughs> Is GNR done? Oh, are they done? Well, I think I think there's a question to be had, which is, is G has GNR? I think the real question is, has GNR essentially become a nostalgia act like Journey? Yes. <laughs> you know, I was going to bring up Journey in this. <laughs> yeah, yes, and I and I and I will. Uh, my my hot take for tonight is going to be this. Yeah. I'm going to let it out of the bag now. Okay, I think I now. think essentially GNR has become their own tribute band. Yeah, well, the reason but, we're but saying the difference this, between Journey, the difference between Journey and GNR is there are three original members, so that's you know most of the band, you know, sixty-seven right. point six 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 six, uh, <laughs> <laughs> part of the band, yeah. right? So yeah, I like um, the math. I don't, I don't even know if I'm doing that math uh, properly, but I'll do the math um, and I'll work it out for you. So that's the difference, but. I think this is a good question. And the reason Dave brings this up, for those of you that don't know, is because GNR has and, released another And let me tell you, you're better off single. not knowing. Yeah, GNR has released another z- single uh, this past week called School Days. Is that what it's Hard called, Hard School. Hard School, sorry. Hard, Hard school. school. And they think they're all cool spelling it with a K, and it's like, oh, yeah. Geez. yeah. So, listen, and you're talking to, like, some <laughs> of the biggest GNR fans, right? Yes. It it's I mean, really, look, yeah. We we love GNR, but it's really what's the term? What, what do we want to say? Underwhelming. That's the term. I I maybe I'm thinking of a term in this. You know, because we 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 tend to kind of keep it clean on this show. I'm not going to say it, but you know, yeah. <laughs> this is a family show. It's a family it's show. Dads. But but you're right. Like like absurd was you know absurd it was absurd. just like, what, the heck are we, what the hell am i listening to and then this like hard school is like eh. have you I seen mean, the video a, have you seen the video on youtube no for, i didn't i don't i can't absurd. even bring myself to watch it's the video terrible no. i'm sure it's i stupid. mean most videos but are here's, terrible now but so here's my take on this right so this these songs are not impressive no no and at so all. there's a couple of, let's first talk about this 
it really makes me concerned about what a full album is going to sound yes. like. Yes. Right? I mean, do you, this, I don't think it's yeah. going to be good. I mean, the album he put out with Buckethead playing guitar, again, some cool guitar work on it, but not really anything great off that at all. Um, so, you know, I'm talking about when when um, Axel released, what was it called? Was it called, um, what was it called, Dave? I don't know. You're talking about the stuff that he released as uh, under Guns, as Guns and Roses. As Guns and Roses, but it really isn't Guns and Roses. Yeah. Oh, but the uh, like Chinese the, Chinese the, democracy. Oh, Chinese democracy. Yeah. Chi- Chinese democracy. Oh, yeah. A so, terrible album. So, he, I mean, th- this is what I mean. Like he released it as Guns and Roses. It was, it was essentially Axel with all these hired guns, right? And um, so well, it I'm did really give us worried Richard that. Fortis. But Fortis wasn't on that. I album, think he or wasn't was he, he on that album. I think he might have been. Fortis, but again, Fortis is a hired gun. He's an incredible. Right. Hired oh yeah, gun, yeah. But, but I'm just saying, you but know, he's a hired gun. Right, yeah, but yeah. a great one. You and know. so, and so was Buckethead for that for for yeah. Guns and Roses when he was playing with them. I mean, he's played with some awesome guitar players, like no doubt. Um, he's played with no doubt. <laughs> no, no, not with no doubt. And I don't I mean, think that, that guy, guy was no, an awesome guitar that, player. That guy from No Doubt wasn't wasn't that good. I mean, he was all right. Anyway, <laughs> so so yeah, so I'm worried about that. This album's going to come out and it's going to be another clunker from Axel. And it, it leads me to say this: we know from Slash's solo stuff with Miles that the music that he is putting out is amazing. Yes. In my opinion, up there, up there with some of the later Guns N' Roses stuff, right? Not as oh, right. It's never, it's never going to tap. It's never going to tap. No, and that's at, exactly what I was it's just never going to touch. It's never like, going to touch a lot of the classic songs. But there's some great stuff on his like last three or four. Some amazing um, solo stuff. albums. But a lot of that. There's some amazing songs. And yeah. some of that. And some the of that comes Revolver, down to and the the Velvet Revolver. Oh, yeah. And Velvet Revolver was incredible as well. No, incredible. Go ahead, Dave. But you had two, but between Velvet Revolver and, and, and Slash and the Conspirators, you know, you have two amazing songwriters with Miles Kennedy and you had Scott Weiland with Velvet Revolver. Yeah, you, know? you so, did. Yeah, yeah. So, so this is all to say, I think Axel is essentially done with his kind of creative. I was just going to ask you um, that. Who is responsible for this? I think Axel is done. Axel hasn't put on anything good since Use Your Illusion 2. Right. right. What was after that? They had some stuff on the. Um, they put out that they put the, out that cover the, album, the, the spaghetti, spaghetti incident. incident. Yeah, they they had no they good. there's some awesome stuff on that. No, there was mm. there was some great stuff on that. Yeah, isn't that what gave us um, knocking on heaven's door? No, knocking on heaven's door was on Use Your Illusion too. Oh, that's right. I'm yeah. an idiot. Wow, I'm supposed to be a Guns N' Roses. You're a GNR fan. Okay, Jesus. All right, all right. I'm so, turning so you that, off. That, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. I forgot about that. I must have been drunk or something. This is gonna so, get edited um, out. You know. we're gonna edit this part out um no we're actually not gonna edit anything out so 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 this is the thing i think okay use your illusion too he hasn't put out anything good since then which was what 30 years ago coming up on yeah what was that right so 90 i think it was i think it was 91 91 92 maybe maybe two came out in three yeah hold on i'm gonna check it you keep talking okay so we're coming up on 20 years um, I'm sorry, 30, 30 years. years. What am I talking about? I can't even do math, and I'm not even drunk. Yeah. We're coming up on 30 years of you Use Your Illusion 2, and he hasn't released anything, in my opinion, that's listenable or worthwhile to listen to. So it's so I think we're going to get that same thing. And it's interesting that not even Slash and Duff can change this. So I'm going to hold out, because I'm a fan, I'm going to hold out hope that this album 
there might be some a couple of bangers on this album with Slash and Tuff that really redeem themselves. But I think it's all about Axel because we know how Axel is. It's yep. all about him all the time. And, you know, he's it's a problem. And and I think that he's to a your point, problem. I think I think no one's gonna like the new album. It's gonna be a clunker. They're still gonna tour and it's gonna be great, but they're gonna tour off the old stuff and it's gonna be awesome. But here's the here's right? the thing so though. Like, if they if you're if they're they're gonna put out they're putting out new music, right? You wanna showcase your best work and, and we know that Slash which this is ironic to me that this kind of music comes out of somebody like Slash because he is somebody that's so He's he's so like he does he won't put out something that he thinks is bad right so and, yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. he's he's made he's said that he's been, he's known for yeah. that I mean you know but he but the thing is if you're if you're trying to showcase new music who who's yeah. making these decisions to put these two songs out because if this is coming off the new album and you think these are your two best songs off the, off the record ter- it's terrible then the like rest said, of the thing I- is going to be awful. I agree, and like I said, I hope I can't these see are just it being like, good. I can't, I can't, I just can't see, it. and I, and, I, and it really kind of breaks my heart too. Because talk about like rock royalty, just like talk about a fall from grace. If that's that, uh, and they should. It's too bad because it's slash. It's slash. That, and the it's only gonna thing that makes their, me sad about this is because it's slash. Right, and it's and that's terrible. And it's gonna. I think, I think it's gonna totally. It's gonna stain their legacy. I don't know if it's going to stay in their legacy because a lot of a lot of bands have put out albums that aren't great, right? Like you, all the lot, you know, you two. I don't, I, I'm, I don't know every Stones album, but I'm guessing not every Stones album was amazing. We know not every Beatles album was amazing, or was there was a couple of them that just weren't even good, in my opinion. And well, right. <laughs> let's not get let's not get into that. It's not going to the Beatles. True, like you, a lot of these lo- bands that have a long, huge catalog. There's a, there's a bunch of clunkers in in there. Right? Yeah, I, but, that's but, true. But, but, but they, with GNR, when, but with GNR, when we're really just talking about three albums, you know, like but you're I, talking you're right, about like, three okay. albums that yeah. consistently are in the discussion yeah. for like some of the best rock albums ever yeah, put yeah, out, yeah. right? So no, you're right. That, to me, right. to me, that's a whole different legacy than saying like you two who has who has had a longer career so far, you know, because they didn't have that hiatus. They like like like. No, GNR you're exactly had. right about this. No, and no, this you, is, you, it, you're exactly right. Although I guess you know you're calling this GNR, but it's really not GNR. It's not the original band. So you're only dealing no, no, with three right. original members. No, you're actually right about that. Like that, there's something to be said about that. But at the same time, they always had you know you use your illusion didn't have um didn't have didn't have Izzy and in the in the drummer what's his name um. Steven Adler yeah, yeah. wasn't on. Yeah. So it's like I, I think it is That's that trio, true. which is that that trio is like the special sauce. However, it's disappointing that they can't come up with some re- really good stuff. Look, and if you're out there and you're listening to this podcast and you're like, no, I think those two songs are great and it's going to be cool. Like, j- disagree with us. I just don't think those songs are good at all. Yeah, let's say, we want to hear somebody else's points on this. So when we when you see like this, I was def- yeah when you when you when you when you see us post this stuff uh, on Instagram, get, tell us what you think because we we're interested in knowing. I, I mean, I think it's gonna only time is gonna tell, but I. I just we were so geared up for when we heard the rumor yeah. that there was going to be a new album. Oh my god, it's going to be great! And this is coming off the heels of of, of Slash and, and Miles and their more recent album. That third album is incredible. And here we are oh, thinking oh, Slash is at the so top of good. his game. The riffs that are going to come out of this thing are going to be amazing. Yep. You know, maybe yep. Axel can't sing like he used to, but it's still going to be good. And this well, is okay. just like okay. Terrible. That that's another hot take I was gonna have on this. Ooh, is more hot it has nothing. These songs 
have nothing to do with Axel's his voice and his range not being what it no, used to be. Nothing has nothing to do with that. The songs themselves are not good. It has nothing to do with that at all, right? It's like he can still sing well enough to put out some good stuff. Like I'm so like I was. I argue this all the time. Dave does not agree with me, but I argue argue all the time that I like the last Bon Jovi album. I think it's good. I think he's got some good songs on there, right? Like no, I, I've you know I, I've turned a little bit on it, but it's just not. It's still again, you know. Here we go with the whole tribute band kind of thing. It's still not. It's not the original band, and it's hard to kind of get wrapped around, you know, appreciating it for Bon Jovi versus the fact that not only the fact that he he's he can't sing. Well, like Richie's he used not to, there, so I'll give, Richie I'll give you isn't that there. Richie's so you don't. There. I mean, and that's a big I'll give piece. You, I'll, I'll give you that Richie's not there, but at the same time, like Bon Jovi, just he he's just a consistently good songwriter. He just is, right? Oh, absolutely. I just, I, no, he's I a great songwriter think, for sure. I just don't think Axel is. I think Axel has lost it. He Axel was one of the best ever, you could argue, in terms of being a frontman songwriter, one of the best ever. And now it's just like he's kind of done, and and it's really sad. But you know, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Maybe things change. Maybe there's a couple of bangers. Maybe things go well. The shows are still going well, right, Dave? Like the shows are. You know, yeah, apparently the shows we're are definitely killing. gonna. We're gonna. We're definitely gonna go and watch them play again. Like this isn't gonna stop us from going to watch them play and do all that stuff and going to shows. But it is just disappointing as GNR fans. Because I'll tell you what. I, when I saw that they released the second song, I was like, oh, cool. Like, let's give them a chance here. And I was like, just deflated. I was in my car listening to it, just deflated. <laughs> I, You know what? I, I think that's a great way to, to put it. Like, deflated really is because you're so pumped for something like this. Oh, yeah. From a band yeah, like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just looking this up now. I'm looking at I'm looking at uh, song credits for Absurd. And it's it's Slash, it's Duff, and it's Axel. But they have this other it's dude. Axel. Who is this Dizzy Reed? Dizzy Reed? Yeah, he's on there. He's the, he's the he, is he the keyboardist or he's in the band? He's, but he's, the, key, he's, he's the, the keyboardist, player. right? Yeah, he's been the keyboard player for quite for, some time. Quite, with them. quite yeah, some yeah. time, right? So, but he's yeah, yeah. and he's and he's credited on there too. So they really they didn't use a songwriter, which maybe was a mistake. But <laughs> yeah, but Slash and Miles don't use a songwriter. It's no, just all them that wrote all Miles, songs. Miles is an incredible songwriter. I mean, well, Miles is something special. He's I very think. special. But 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 Axel was too. Right, like now, were all those songs on Appetite? But they was it? Did they? They didn't use any songwriters at all. No, they wrote all those songs like out in the clubs, man. That's yeah, amazing, man. It is amazing. So this is and this is the other thing. When you peak, when you put out your best work ever, and some of the best work ever in rock and roll, when you're like 23 years old, like you don't really have anywhere to go from there. If you think about it, that's kind of true. <laughs> that's that's a good point. I mean, look and where we look at our first podcast compared to where we are now. I mean, we really we well, really yeah. we peaked at one, and you know we've kind of yeah, gone yeah. downhill well, since. Yeah, it's all downhill for this and stuff. <laughs> but I, I think that like that might be a little bit true. But then they came up with the use your illusions, which were amazing, right? But you can also argue not every song on both of those is amazing. We've had conversations about you could have combined them two and they would be like almost on par with appetite. Oh yeah, absolutely, um, yeah. But there's only a yeah, there's yeah. only a couple songs that you could say. Yeah, are there's not only good. a couple of clunkers. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And that's Most between both. Pretty most of it's pretty awesome. So you think about like, you come up with like some of the greatest stuff ever in rock, which we already said. And then like, it just falls off the completely off the rails. And it, you know, it could be, 
and I was just talking to my friend uh, Steve about this. Hopefully, we'll get him on the podcast. Um, you know, he brought up the point to me today because I've talked to him about this, and he said, you know, maybe when, you know, Axel was all, you know, drinking and on drugs and just partying all the time, then he had all that creativity. And now that he hasn't done that for years, it's all gone. But I, <laughs> yeah, You know, that's a good point. However, I don't see That could how, be the case. But how do they listen to this stuff? For, for yeah. In terms of their, their, their prior catalog, how do they listen to this stuff and say that this yeah. is good? I don't understand this. Well, like, I'm actually kind of mind blown by Ma- this. How did John Mayer listen to that, like you know, country album, whatever the hell he did, and thought that was good? Well, because he thinks right? he's he thinks he's a genius, and he is. But it, the geniuses kind of do that kind of stuff where they think. How did hey, Steven this is Tyler? Should, you know. How did Steven Tyler listen to his country album and think that was good? <laughs> you know what he? I don't know. I wonder if he listened to it. And and I, it may not be that good. How does how does how does the band Stained listen to anything they've ever done and think that it's good? That's true. That's another good one. That's great. Okay, I think we're, I think we're getting off the rails with this. I think I think I think we bashed uh, everybody. Enough yeah, any the bands we want to hit. But if you if you if you have opinions on this, let us know. I think yes. we'll move on to other topics now. Yeah. Um, so what are we going to talk yeah. about? Let's all right. So let's but put I, that thing I, to bed. I, 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 I'll leave it at. I'm still holding out hope. Doesn't sound like you're holding out any hope. I'm holding out zero hope. And I hope I'm I'm holding out some. Yes. I'm holding out some hope and slash is going to hit us with an incredible, like, like one of his classic, like, like solos or not even a solo, like, like one of his, like one of his like lines, like, like, you know, like, um, like, um, you know, like a melody line that he's so good at writing, you know, like I'm just holding out hope. I'm holding out hope for that. To me, uh, not to make a sports analogy with, with music, but it's kind of true. This is almost like this is almost like a playoff series, and you're down. This is now you're down two zero, or you're down zero <laughs> two, and you got to win everything at this point. You're down zero two. You got you know you got to you got to win everything. So if the, if there's one other clunker on this album, to me it's like three out of three out of however many they're gonna put out. And it's an only it's a it's an EP, so it's not gonna you know mm. like, who knows how many mm. songs are gonna be on this thing. If you get if we'll you hit see. one more like bad, um, yeah, bad yeah. song. I mean. Three yep, out of however, right. it, that's not a good record. It's not going to be good. No. Okay, so let, let's move on. We're, we're, before we run out of time, I do want to get at a couple of things that we didn't get to last week when I talked yes. about my trip to Nashville. I'm still like, you know, like reeling and, you know, basking in the uh, <laughs> in the afterglow of the Nashville trip because it was so much fun. So I'll tell you a couple of things I want to talk about we didn't get to. One of the things was my visit to the Gibson garage because, like, if you're a guitar dad – you got to go to the Gibson garage. I'm so jealous of this. Je- he's just, je- I'm not I'm jealous, jealous again. again. <laughs> don't, don't try to tell me this. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, so the Gibson garage, so the, what the Gibson garage is, is essentially a massive Gibson showroom that they just opened up a few months ago in Nashville. And it's pretty much right out of downtown that it's it basically in downtown Nashville and it's really incredible you walk in there I posted a thing on Instagram I think a lot of you had seen that I posted like a reel on Instagram that is the view when you walk in and I'm not going to describe the whole thing you can go on YouTube and watch the video and have a great time 
and see what it's like. But like, it's just really cool. But I'll tell you the things I came across. Another thing, uh, speaking of Slash, they had every they had a display with every Slash signature model, the Gibson model. Oh wow, that must have been incredible. They had all the. I actually posted a reel of that on Instagram as well. So yeah, so I got to see all the colors that we've talked about in person, like the the uh, anaconda burst. So did you like something? Awesome. Did you like a color differently because you saw it in person than you would from what you would seen like online or a picture or whatever? The, the one that the one that really struck me in person was the gold top. Was oh. the slash gold top? It just looked so cool. Um, and so I picked them up. I picked up each one just because I wanted to feel them, and because um, you know you're there, you're there. You're you got to pick yeah. them up. So and and they have like the baseball, not a baseball bat neck, but a real thick neck. Speaking of baseball bat necks, check out our meme that we posted with yeah, the, uh, check that new the Louisville out. chugger. <laughs> check out that Louisville chugger. It was not reviewed by by Ola England. It has not been reviewed by Ola England. <laughs> anyway, Ola, but that's listening. what this. That's what this is like. It's like the 50 style, Les Paul, chunky neck. And that's what Slash likes, apparently. And that's what these things have. And they still feel good. Like, I played it and I was like, oh, this is cool. Did I like it enough that I would buy it? Because I'm not really into the fat necks. I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, yeah, but would you because of the mop? Yeah, I probably would. I, at some point, I'm going to own one of those. If I could find a u- thing is like used guitar uh, prices are out of control now. Like you might as well just go buy a new one. The, like people are asking insane amounts of money for their guitars right now. They are, but you yeah. know, maybe it maybe down the road when, you know, Gibson's been making these guitars for a while, you know, maybe I can get one for not like three grand or whatever they cost. So what else do they um, have to offer this Gibson garage? So the other, the other, so of course you're going to see all the custom shop stuff. So I saw some amazing custom. I, I really love the custom V's they had. I really love the custom. I saw actually I saw a Trini Lopez, which is you know you guys know is what Dave Grohl plays. I, I saw the Trini. Lopez. Well, you've been like pining for a V. I'm surprised that you. Oh yeah, you didn't. Well, pick the one only up. I didn't like the production Vs. I picked them up and I was like, I I I have like a love hate thing with those. Like I love the look of them. I pick them up and I'm like, eh, the neck doesn't feel like the necks aren't bound. They don't have the um, block inlays in them. I'm like, eh, it just doesn't feel right to me. And then I see a custom V that has the bound neck, the block inlays, the the gold hardware. It's beautiful, and they're like ten thousand dollars. Yeah, of course. So, so, so you know, so what's it's ten thousand like, okay, well, if you like the guitar, right? You know, it's like my gas was just cured instantly when I saw a ten thousand dollars <laughs> sticker on these things. Um, but some really cool stuff like that. The other thing I want to talk about briefly at the Gibson Garage was the Murphy Lab. So mm. we've talked about the Murphy Lab, which is like the relict Gibsons. It's like this guy, something Murphy, Joe Murphy. What's his name, Dave? I don't know. Dropkick it's like Murphy. Joe Murphy. Yeah, Dropkick Murphy. And he's the guy at Gibson that is really good at kind of aging these guitars and make them really feel like they're played and worn in. And let me tell you, I picked one of these things up. I picked up like a 54 gold top kind of reissue thing. Oh my God, man. Like these things, they feel, the hype is true. The hype is true. These things are really kind of incredible guitars. And they like, the gold top had like the checking, like it was a real old guitar, you know. So you probably went through like a whole stage of like, like almost like a, like a like a like a recovery here because you 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 know you go in thinking you you because you went down there thinking you were going to come back with a guitar or at least you thought maybe you were but then you've been talking about the v and then you've been es curious and you've been 
Oh, yeah, about, ES Curious. Yeah. yeah, you've been talking about all these guitars, but then it's like you see something, and then you see the next thing, and it's like, oh. Yeah, that's part of it, Dave. Like, you know, well, maybe is, I I'm, want I'm, that. I'm not a huge, like I said, I'm not a huge um, fan of the um, like the production line Vs. The right regular, the USA um, production line ES335s are incredible. I played a couple of those; they felt great. That really got me ES curious. So I don't know, maybe maybe that's going to be the next guitar I buy. I don't know, but they were really nice. But 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 the custom shop stuff they have there, the Murphy Lab stuff they have there is just incredible and but you know the murphy lag guitar i played you know that 54 gold top whatever it was it it was like 6500 bucks like this is just mega 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 bucks so it's like eh, mega mega bucks i don't know but it is really cool to see all those guitars in one place it is incredibly cool i bet it was such a cool experience to really just be especially the place is so new too yeah, yeah, and what they did is they don't have like amp rooms like a lot of of the other guitar stores have. Well, if you go to the Murphy Lab, they did have an amp in there, so if you wanted to turn up a little bit, you could. But what they had is they had, uh, you know, because Gibson owns owns um, was it Mesa Boogie now? So they had the Mesa Mesa uh, amps. And then what they had, and you can see this online, but what they had is they had like the cabs simulators hooked up to them and you put headphones on to play the guitars. And it was actually, it sounded surprisingly good. It sounded surprisingly good. I was like, this isn't going to sound good. Like this is this weird cab emulator thing. And I haven't good thing heard good things about the Mesa cab emulator, but let me tell you something. Through the headphones with these guitars, it sounded really good. Maybe I was just in the moment, but I, w- I wasn't expecting a lot, and I was kind of blown away how good it sounded. So anyway, so then where does it. this put you on your guitar journey? I don't know, Dave. I mean, ES curious. I think you're. I think you're kind of. I think you're still lost. V, I think still V curious. Still not. So now I'm even more. Um, you know, in the past, I was like, I don't really see that. Like, honestly, I played. I played some of the the reissue stuff, like the custom shop reissue stuff at Chicago, at at, at CME, and I picked it up. And I'm like, oh yeah, it's good, but I didn't like blow me away. The custom shop Les Pauls I picked up at this place in the Gibson Garage just did kind of blow me away. So it's like I got to stay away from there because I can't spend six thousand dollars on a guitar. It just can't happen. No, that's a lot of that's a big that's a that's a big drop on a guitar. Not in state, not in stay married, right? So <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Get, you, you no longer be a guitar dad. Well, you'll still be a guitar so dad, but you'll not. You won't. Be, you won't be, be, be have be the real true anymore. like. Yeah, you won't have the yeah. real true like guitar yeah. dad. Like you know. But feel. I did come home and I did come home and I played my standard and my 2013. Um, you know, essentially what's a traditional from 2013, and they're awesome. They they're amazing they're guitars. Great guitars. So you have like, some great guitars I can't, over there. I can't complain too much about not having a custom shop. Well, now you even, but you did come home with something new and we teased this last week. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. I think we should definitely talk about that. Let's move on. Yeah. So I I mentioned last week, I went to a store in Nashville called Eastside. What is it? Eastside Supply? Eastside Music Supply. And if you can hear, this is a little hint to what, this is the, this is a little hint to, to, to what Pedley brought home. So I brought home a 19, the the secret's (laughs) out now because I posted it on Instagram for those of you who follow us, the 1981 Inventions DRV pedal, which is basically just a drive, drive, not just, it's an awesome drive pedal is what it is. Yeah, don't say just. Can you you ever have enough drive pedals, Dave? The answer is no, you cannot. Nope. 
So I, when, and in this fact, is sometimes you have so many it. drive pedals that you do need to get a booster. You need to get a. You, you do need to um, um, uh, a buffer at the a booster. You need. You're thinking about COVID now. You do need to get a buffer at the, <laughs> the beginning of your of your chain and at the end of your chain if you have as many pedals as I do because you do yeah, get a, little, Dave, a lot of signal Dave, loss. We, we should talk. Suck. We should talk about. We will talk we about this talk in the next that. pod. We'll talk about next pod, but like let, let's just tease it and just say. Dave has 10 overdrive pedals in front of his amp. Who the hell hooks up all their overdrive pedals at the same time? <laughs> a hobbyist. I don't know. Because I just I like to play who, with them. Like, this is insane. It is insane. But anyway, I, I'm telling him, like, swap them out. Anyway, we're going to talk about this in the next another pod. So how's this 81? Because I've, I've heard, the, I've heard the so 81, many great things. The 81 is an awesome pedal. So this is what sold me on. I didn't even try it out in the in the, in the the um in the store because it could sound one way through one of the amps in a store. It's going to sound totally, it's, it's going to be a, you know, it's going to be another thing from, right. from your own amp and rig. Right. So, so I asked a guy, I'm like, is this like mainly a distortion that if I play through a clean amp, it's, I, that's really where you got to play it from. And he goes, no, it can do that, but it can also sounds great through an already broken up and dirty amp. I thought it was like, kind of okay, rat ish in a way. It it so so it is in a way in that when you turn up the drive, it's kind of the way that he built this pedal. It's kind of amazing when you turn the drive like from like zero to like um, I don't know, let's say twenty five percent there. So let's say I don't know if we're on a clock, if we're at like um, eleven o'clock, you know, like eleven or twelve o'clock. It's more of like an overdrive, and then you push it past that, like into the one to two o'clock, and it becomes like a distortion. Ooh, push nice. it even more. Push it even more. It's in. It's like a. It's like a fuzz. Oh, see, yeah, that that's a yeah, that's, yeah. that's a very cool and versatile. So pedal. you got yeah. So you got these layers of gain that you get. Now, what's that second? What's that pedal. middle knob though? That is that a that's not a a bias. It's knob, treble. It. It's a, a treble. It's a and then treble. what's the other knob? It's what's a treble third? knob. What's the third? It's volume. It's just volume. Just volume. Oh, okay. So yeah. I'm thinking of. I thought there was there was maybe like a bias. Oh yeah, knob it's like called like it's called what's it called? It's called. I'm looking at it right now. It's called what's it called? Treble. Hold on. I think it was like a there was like a blend or a bias on that, but I guess not. No, there's no blend on it. There's no blend. But hold on, I have the directions here. I'm going to tell you what it's. Let's what read it the directions. Right look, look, I we need right we here. need music for this part. I love a good manual. maybe maybe in post we'll put some music in. Turn up the cut. So cut. So it's called cut. Called cut. Okay. And it turns down the treble. So the more you turn the, it's kind of a different knob. The more you turn the knob up reduces the treble so if it's turned up all the way you basically have cut all your treble out ah that's interesting it's a high cut it's a high cut knob the more you turn up the high the more you turn it up more highs will be cut from your guitar signal so if you you want all your highs you leave it completely down in like zero how do you like it in your rig I, i i think it's really awesome i'll tell you what i like it a lot um it actually got me playing a little more GNR because it's got this dirty tone to it. So in that sense, maybe it is a little more ratty. I've never played a rat, so I can't tell you. But um, it like through my marsh, like I played it in like my kind of broken up, crunchy uh, Silver Jubilee, like sil- sil- Silver Jubilee on the Crunch channel, and I play it into that, and it really like gives you this dirty kind of distorted sound. It's nice. really really cool. Um, um. 
I yeah, so that's how I've been playing it, like with the gain like a little bit less than halfway, like eleven o'clock, and then having the volume up a little bit more. The volume on this is really like that also like most drive pedals it affects it, but I feel like the volume on this affects like the overall tone even more than most. I think he just built it so as you turn it up it kind of opens up a little more kind of like an amp in that sense. So and I if, don't you know, see, if, it, if you see if you saw really what he posted cool. on Instagram too, he got the cool like black with the with the neon pink. Yeah, it's the, uh, the black logo. with yeah, the neon pink cool phase. It's very cool. It's an awesome it looks great. It's a great pedal. It feels great. Like it's it's such a I highly recommend it. <laughs> well that you heard Dave, it here first Dave, folks. you should buy one of these things, Dave. Yeah, they, call, call up Eastside Music Supply and get yourself one. I might have to do that, or we have might we, we might have to we might have to see if uh, if uh, the pedal shop in oh, the, uh, Plymouth, Mass, oh, the, might have one in stock too. The guitar pedal shop, the guitar in Plymouth, pedal, Mass. yeah. We definitely got to make our way over to the guitar. We pedal are going to make our way over there. We've been talking about it. When for are we like doing this? We are definitely going down there in October, November. We'll definitely to, in the we'll, October time frame. Yes, maybe yes. we'll even do a pod from there. No, I don't think so, but. I think we I think we might have to record some content there. We'll definitely record some content there. Well, there's um, a couple of big things happening in October. One is we're going to go to the guitar pedal shoppy. And two, we're going to go see Rival Sons. We are, yes. October 24th. Oh, Dave, I got tickets, by the way, just will, so you know. Well, those, that, those would come in handy if you are one to want to see the band. <laughs> no, but I'm just telling you I got the tickets. Oh, okay. Just making sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's at the House of Blues. It's at the House of Blues in Boston. It's going to be absolutely incredible. Oh, it's going to so. be a great show, and we will definitely have a review of them. If you if you we don't do know Rival Sons, if you don't know Rival Sons, first of all, turn Better off this out. podcast right now and go go wherever you stream your music and pull up some Rival Sons. Absolutely incredible if, music. If you're a rock fan and you don't know Rival Sons by now, like come on, man. And if you want great vocals. Go find some rival sons. If you want great guitars, go find. They got it all. Go find. They're just unbelievable. JB Cannon, great, great singer. Scott Holliday, great Cannon. guitarist. I mean, it's they're they're, yeah. they're fantastic. Amazing. But all right, anyway, Dave. Well, I think we've I think we've reached the end of the Guitar Dad's pod this week. Yeah. Well, we we had fun going back in time talking about your pedal, and uh, <laughs> I guess we kind of we kind of figured out how we feel about GNR. So I think that that's right. That is this week's Guitar Dads podcast. Catch you guys on the flip. <laughs>